Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's up? Yo, I'm probably not traveling. Caught me on a good day. Yeah, you're actually you're actually home. We're we're not recording from like further away. Although I did listen to uh like five minutes of last week's podcast, and it still sounded pretty good. Hey, shout out to Dr. Dre and his beats. There you go, Dr. Dre and the beats. Uh, do you think Dr. Dre will ever get now that everyone's like owning some sort of soccer team? Do you think Dr. Dre's gonna own a, a soccer team at some point? I mean, or does he already? I mean, technically, beats are owned by Apple, right? Yeah, so technically, he's getting some of that messy money, he's just sitting back. Fair Apple, TV, Apple money, Apple music. Hmm. Apparently, he, apparently, doing a quick search, he is a big Liverpool fan. Dude, all the all the famous people, um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, part of owns Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool, yeah. Everybody's trying to get a chunk of change in their soccer money. Apparently they asked him, they said back in 1998 when he was in London, a uh, promotional tour with NWA, when I were watching TV and these cool cats in red came on the box, they whooped some poor dudes for her five zip. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, yeah, so I guess he's a, he's a Liverpool fan. Um, but I wonder, I wonder if he would ever like actually own a, own a team. Maybe. We'll see. Um, all right. Another team in LA. What? So there's not room for another team in LA. Not in LA, but we are going to talk about uh, we are going to talk about California in a, in a little bit. We are going to talk oh, about the California team in a little bit. Um, and stars. Let's uh, let's talk about some Compton Delaware. Cool <laughs> what? What'd you say? The Compton Cool Cats. Compton Cool Cats. That would be cool. Or <laughs> or it might be the Bompton Cool Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Depends on what side is. Colors. Color. I feel like you. I feel like you would. You would like that. That. <laughs> you have to be a lot of strategic. You gotta know. No, I'm just saying. You gotta know. Like you really gotta pick up on that on what you just said. <laughs> so, like, it's gonna be one of those things. Like we gotta know if you know. Like if you're in the know, you're in the know. If you're not in the know, then you would that that just went right over your head. There's gonna be a lot of strategic ad placement, strategic of where you put the stadium. Strategic, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of strategy involved in that. Strategic, no strategic, but strategic, strategic. No, I think it's only in the beginning of the word. Oh, it's just only the beginning of the word. My bad. <laughs> but I think I think like if you have the ending like that you just put a k at the end uh, just a k all right i got you um all right so let's talk about delaware soccer let's talk a little bit about delaware delaware high school soccer um long week of a lot of games um we're getting close to the last we're in the last two season two weeks of the season um starting today is the last two weeks of the season um so the the games are all over by november 2nd so next week is a full week, and then after that, it's the last the last week of games. Most teams, a lot of teams, finish up their season next week, and then uh, there's a few of us that saw some games the the last week of the, the season. Decision day. So yeah, some big games, some big games this week. Uh, we went with Odessa. We went to Apo. Um, lost to Apo two nothing. Um, uh, first half, two goals in the first half. I will say that uh, looking even at the stats afterwards, we actually had more possession than they did uh, throughout the game, at least based on the huddle breakdown, which was usually pretty accurate. Um, so it's pretty interesting that 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 was the that was kind of the the full kind of that picture of it. And you know, I you I feel I feel uh, you know it's disappointing for obviously for the boys to. To to not to not win that game, but at the same time, I think it's it's important that they know that they're they're playing a team that's for the last ten years been one of the more competitive teams in D one, 
multiple multiple state finals, uh, a state championship in there, right? One of, one of the years. So you know, it's you're you're looking at a team that's extremely talented, that has a lot of history, um, and that does count for for something in those t- in those tough games. With a coach that I genuinely respect a lot and 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 like and enjoy being around, um, and someone that's been there before, right? Even though it's his first year as a head coach of of Apo, he had been there before as an assistant coach, so he's been on those on those runs. Um, and he's a coach that's used to winning, right? Coming from Caraval as head coach of Caraval, he's used to winning. Um, so so to to have a two nothing result, um, on two goals that honestly were you know a set piece that we could have done better with and and a little miscommunication in the middle of the field and a bouncing ball outside of that nothing nothing major um so i i commend the the team on that you know it's we've 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 faced three of the better teams in this in the state i think this year on uh, del castle st george's and in apo um and throughout those three games i think we've we've done a good job of of raising the rising to the occasion, I think Del Castle was the only team that completely outplayed us. St. George's and Apo, I think we we were we were in the game. Um, so, uh, hey, listen, Apo lost to Sally's two nothing. You lost to Apo two nothing. Yeah, it means if you played Sally's, you would only lose like four nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. That's that's gratifying. That's the, <laughs> that's the spread. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you because so then uh, Wilmington Charter lost uh, 32 to Del Castle. So Del Castle still undefeated for the season. Um, but I wanted to ask you because you've been on a you've been on a playoff. You've been on a playoff run high school team before. Um, what what because we we seem to be struggling a little bit with the last third of the season um, with the mentality to continue to want to work towards the goal of getting to the playoffs. So what is that? What is that mentality considering you're already settled into to the school year a little bit, you know, you're, it's not the, you know, first month of first month of the school year. We're nearing the end of the first marking period. Um, a lot going on, you know, we're, we're getting ready. We're almost, we're almost, we can almost feel the holiday season coming up and the break there and all that stuff. So what is that? You know what is that mentality for a high school age player or for a high school player when you know that the playoffs are potentially on the line? And not only that, for this school, it's the first time for the boys potentially making the playoffs. Well, I think that I mean, my first year playing high school, it was different because we were on the outside looking in. And this is back when it was sixteen teams fighting for a spot. Yeah. So we were on the outside looking in. We were really fighting to stay on the bubble. We went eight and seven. Yeah. Um, and we were really fighting to stay on the bubble because we, we played Archmere last. So, you know, if you get a result there, that helps boost, boost your uh, strength of schedule. We were in some tight games against, you know, CR and Tech. I'm cheating. I'm looking back at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm looking at the results. Like, um, you played Cape, CR, Tech, which are all big games. And they were all one-goal losses. So, I mean, we were in every game. We were competitive, but we were fighting to stay on that bubble. and in the uh in the playoffs um i know my sophomore year we went 13 and 2 and our our goal there was we were fighting to become champions uh conference champions and we needed some help um from i think it was smyrna i think smyrna had to beat sussex tech and they ended up beating them so we were we were on the bubble or we were just you know chasing a conference championship. So obviously that's your motivation there. It's just to keep fighting. We had a large squad too. So we were able to rotate guys and stay healthy. Um, my junior year, oof, we had some tough losses there. Um, yeah, again, just, I think a lot of it, I think when it was 16 teams, I mean, you could say the same now when it was eight, it was just fighting to stay in the playoffs, like stay right on that cusp and, and secure mm-hmm. that spot. And you knew you knew the teams that you really needed to beat um to help help boost your strength of schedule and help boost your what is it called the index or whatever. Yeah. Um I think that's a major part of it is that, you know, our coach had those conversations with us, like, hey, every game's important, but you know, you're playing Sussex Tech. This game, this is why this game is more important than playing 
Laurel. Like, of course, you know you're going to beat Laurel. You want to beat Laurel, but this is why this game is more important. We play Caravelle. Well, this is why this Caravelle game is now more important. Like, right. those kind of conversations. Like, we, we were able to have those kind of conversations to understand what strength the schedule made and why these opponent, why we needed to play at our top against some of these opponents. Yeah. And how a loss would kind of like shatter your dreams. I remember my senior year, we lost against Seaford on some like flukeness and that, that shattered us. Like we were out with like three games to go, but yeah. it was, the, it was the whole strength. Is, like we needed that one. We needed wins and we needed those results. Like we needed those boosts. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I think, um, I think part of it, um, I can say I never went under 500 in my soccer career in high school. That's positive. That's good. <laughs> um, seven and seven, seven and one. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's important to, to figure out, you know, the, the motivation for, for each individual player. But at the same time, I think it's realizing that, and I put a little bit of responsibility on the seniors for this yesterday on the fact that it's on them, you know, it's, you know, KP and I and and Ty and Rob, we, we feel like we've, we've gotten the team to where, where they need to be to a certain extent, but at the same time, now it's now the, the pressure to a certain extent shifts to the boys in the sense that we need to like, it's a matter of them doing what they need to do on the field, right? Like, yes, there's obviously a lot to learn. Yes. There's obviously more to, for us to do from a coaching perspective, but at the same time, this uh you know a little bit of a little bit of responsibility has to be on the players to, to take ownership of their of their um future legacy season whatever you want to call it um that there is a little bit there's a level of responsibility that goes on them um and i obviously wouldn't be saying any of this if i had this isn't what i told the team i told exactly that to the, to the team especially after um thursday's win against uh, odyssey charter a team that we probably could have done better with, even though, I mean, we won and that's, that's good. And that's the a result that we needed, but at the same time, we probably could have ended the game a lot earlier than we needed to. Um, bad mistake. Yeah, it's tough too. Bad, yeah. bad, tough field, tough field, <clears throat> tough field conditions. You go down one, nothing on a, on an extremely, um, on extremely, uh, poor call by the referee or lack of a call by referee for not calling a clear offsides. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just seems, but, but again, luckily we got the result we needed. We, we got the win, which is ultimately what, what counts. Uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to the playoffs hunt, playoff hunt, winning three, nothing, winning three, one, winning one, nothing doesn't make a difference. As long as you win the games you need to, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's part of the experience too, right? Like your guys, correct me if I'm wrong, they haven't played in the playoffs before, correct? No. So you don't have, even though this is your first team class, you don't have any guys that have been there. No. My freshman year, there was maybe two or three guys that actually played in the playoffs. There's a bunch of guys that came off the bench or played, they were bench roles. There was only two or three guys that actually played in the playoffs. So we struggled in that playoff run because no one had ever been there. Yeah. Sophomore year, we went and the majority of the team returned for my junior year. So then we had this mentality. We knew what it took. We knew what the expectation was. I think that's where you see those programs that go to the playoffs almost every year. Those guys know, hey, this is the expectation. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to lock in. Yeah, at least when it's a two-one game against an opponent, we should be beating. Uh, this is how we we handle and we know how to manage those kind of situations. Because yeah, you, sh- you can say, "Hey, we should go out here and beat this team, yeah. eight or nine, nothing." But at the same time, it might not be. You never know what the situation is surrounding a game. You might may be down a couple players due to injury, yeah. card accumulation, stuff like that. I remember we played Newark and lost to Newark. We should have no business losing to Newark. No, I mean, I think the one of the upsides is is that we have four games left, and out of the four games left, we we have a really good opportunity to fa- first of all finish over five hundred, which this program has never done. Um, get to eight wins. You know, we we Tuesday against Conrad. As much as I love Leo, 
we have the possibility to get to eight wins, which is uh, something that the program again has never done. Um, you know, the the best result, the best record they had was last year when they went seven and eight. Um, and the the first year in varsity, they went six and eight. And I think they only played fourteen games, uh, so they've never hit that that eight eight win mark. Which you know, the eight win mark means that you've you've gone over five hundred. Yeah, um, and it, uh, I think it's also goal setting with your team too, right? It's chunking. Obviously, what's the main goal? You want to win the state championship, right? Like everybody wants to be a state champion. No, I mean, I think our main goal. I think our main goal was honestly make the playoffs. Like get get a run in to to make the playoffs, and and then you know from there we we take it one step at a time and one game at a time. But we are the goal was always that. Yeah, but, but you got to also look at the smaller goals. Like, hey, can I and flight A? Can I go? You know, can I win six or seven? I don't know how many games you play in flight A, but. Can I win six or seven games in flight A my first year, right? Can yeah. we, you know, can we on our out-of-conference games, can we win all of our out-of-conference? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's small goals there. You know those opponents that you strategically get to schedule. Yeah. Can you can you manage those games? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, there's there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of our games are, are flight A opponents. Um, and we, we beat Christiana, um, lost to Apo, lost to Del Castle. We beat Middletown. We seven played Mount Pleasant. We lost to Newark, lost to St. George's and we beat William Penn. So, so we, we won, we won three so far out of the, out of the nine and we still have one more to go. So, you know, you could, if you can go, you know, what would that be? Four and four. In in flight A, I don't think that's a that's a bad result necessarily, um, especially for the first year in flight A. Yeah, because now you know now you're you better know. than half the teams, right? And you, now you know what it takes. Like if you go five hundred, you know you can look at it and say, all right, here's where my successes were, here where my losses yeah. are. Well, like, and I think the other losses, if all four of your losses are, are one or two goal losses that are like okay, like yeah. this game could could have gone the other way easily. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, you're in a good spot now. If all four of your losses are three or more goals, then obviously, you know, you need to retool and, and figure out what happened in those losses and how you could be more successful. Well, this is a team that, again, there are there are huge wins and huge, huge steps in the right directions. First time the school has beaten McKean, for example. First time the school is beating, um, oh no, they beat Concord. They beat Concord uh, two years ago. But first time beating McKean, um, first time beating, um, didn't play. Yeah, first time beating William Penn. Okay, so there are there are huge wins in those directions that uh, that you're 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 extremely proud and happy for the boys because it is a step in the right direction. It is what we're looking for out of the out of the out of the program. So you you you're obviously super proud of them from that standpoint. Now I think it's a little bit of that pressure of, and and you mentioned that, right? It's, it's, you hadn't been there before, so you don't know what that's like. And, but it's, you got to break through that. You got to break through that wall, that barrier that you're going to be the first ones. So can you make the playoffs? Like, can you make the playoffs, you know, in your first year in flight a, um, can you make a statement that you're going to be a team and you're going to be a school that's going to create a culture that you're going to try to be in it every year? Yep. And that allows, and even for the senior class, like they're not going to see, they won't directly feel the impact of that. But when you come no. back and see your friends or your other classmates or whoever you talk to, you see this next year. Hey, like, Hey, we'll stay at the playoffs. Hey, we made the, they played the playoffs this year. It's like, Hey, we had a part of that. Yeah, even though you were directly on that team, you had a part of that. No, for sure. So, so super happy for them. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll you know we'll see what what this week shows and holds. Um, this week could potentially almost kind of put us in in the right path, and we'll have a better idea by the time we record the podcast next week. We'll have a better idea of where we stand with everything. So, so looking forward to it for sure. Um, all right, let's move on. Hold on, man. I was at a high school soccer game this week. Oh, that's right. You were. You were. You were. Hey, oh, man. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. I didn't mean to. Yeah, I mean, man. I see, I see the love. Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. Tell me. So tell me, the, tell me your, DFA, your DFA matchup. 
Yeah, DFA. We, we had a DFA night down at Sussex Academy, one of our uh, satellite training sites. So it was a DFA coaches matchup, you know, um, on the Sussex Academy side. You have RJ and Kyle Wheatley um, versus DC on the CR side. I think uh, Kyle Wheatley was counting. He said in the JV match, there was 13 DFA players that took part in the JV match. And at some point in the varsity match, I think there was 13 players total on the field at the same time from DFA. So nice. Let's go. About 26 players in the 2009 to 2005 age group. There were 2010 in there that plays JV as an eighth grader. 26 players. It's a a lot of players good good yeah. good showing um but it was a good match uh shout out to the sussex academy keeper for keeping it a getting the shutout pitching a shutout um he had two really good saves towards the end of the game um one nothing from sass uh but pretty good game for uh, helps dover out on their quest to be conference champions <laughs> um but it was a good showing from DFA night. There's a lot of players there already part of the club. So that was good. Yeah. So, you know, good job New jerseys and just represent and got some free swag. There you um, go. You know, some stress balls, key chains, magnets, a bunch of stuff going around out there. So pretty cool. Parents are excited. Pens, you know, there's got the pen. That's what the parents are excited for. They needed the pen for their car. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty good showing from DFA night. You know, another. DFA matchup with the coaches. And then um yeah. Good. Good stuff. Um yeah, we have senior night in about a week. A week Monday will in a will it'll be a week from Monday. So against uh against RJ. So that'll be fun. There you go. Be a good time. Um all right. Uh we get a bus, cancel practice, and take my kids up there. Let's go. Come on out. We get rowdy. I can, I can try to put you on the list. I ain't paying. <laughs> I got a sh- I got a shirt. You got a shirt. That's right. You do have a shirt. You got a shirt. a shirt. I ain't paying. You do have a shirt. I got uh, something else too. I can I can get in. <laughs> Find that back door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's coming through the side. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, San Diego. I remember I told you we we're going to talk about California. Uh, San Diego, the uh, MLS expansion team that is will be the 30th MLS team that's set to kick off in 2025. So not next year, but the year after, has officially announced its uh, crest name and their branding. All right. So San Diego FC, um, because they were they were going back and forth between San Diego FC or FC San Diego. Ultimately, they came up with San Diego FC. Um, it's the first, uh, the first, uh, professional team that is, uh, um, that is owned, uh, the first native American tribe to be a part of an ownership group of a professional soccer team in the U S um, the Saquen band of the Kumeye nation. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's really important. Um, so the San Diego, so the, the crest, uh, is interesting, a bunch of different colors, of it, but their main colors are going to be, uh, it looks like Chrome and Azul are going to be the, the primary colors. And blue. And it's also going to be, yeah, it's blue. Um, that's what they, but they said Chrome and Azul. Uh, but it's going to be part of the also the colors going to be yellow, orange, red, and blue. So, um, interesting yeah. quote by their um, what is this their general manager? What did it, what did it say? <clears throat> I think it's their general manager, Pen. Yeah, I don't think that's their Pen, whatever his name is. Last name's Pen. Last so name. Not, he's not. Pen, gonna, yeah, the club CEO Tom Pen. All right, Tom Penn, there you go. I couldn't find, couldn't find that part. Tom Penn. He said he's not going to pursue the same strategy when he was at LAFC and sign a big-name guy and build build a foundation. So taking a little bit of that Philadelphia Union model to a certain extent? 
Like the I, think, I, mean, I feel like San Diego is a, a hotbed. I mean, all of Cali is a hotbed, but I, think, I feel like San Diego is one of the bigger hotbeds in Cali, like those areas. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing, though, right? You could be a selling club and bring in players and be around a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, they're relying on a 35-year-old guy to give you three years. <laughs> so the, uh, you know, the sun, the sea, the foliage... The, uh, the beauty of this place is represented in the colors of the community. Chrome is also cutting edge, innovative. And this city in this region is full of innovation. Um, that's what that's what Tom Penn also said. Uh, so really interesting. I think <clears throat> I, I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about a brand new team, um, it, it's always interesting to try to build that culture, especially in in you're talking about California that already has so many teams. I mean, you got what three teams already? Galaxy, LAFC, and San Jose. Oh yeah, San Jose. Yeah, formerly, you formerly had Chivas. You had Chivas before, and it was Sacramento looking to. But but the interesting part, which I think is, it's because it's in San Diego. I mean, San Diego, you know, is it's in that hotbed with with Chula Vista, where where Apple is, and so you have you have a lot of that, right? Like that's a huge part of it. Um, it, it's it's a lot of that, which I think will be will be interesting. Um, and that'll be the competition, obviously, to the fact that Silicon Valley is uh is up by san jose um so it'll be interesting i think i think you'll also have a potentially a lot of mexican influence to it considering how close it is to the to the mexican border um so that that might that may play a um you might have two academies yeah i mean that'll that'll play that'll play a huge part into it i mean think about it right you have those like you know how barcelona has an academy here in like phoenix or whatever but like think about how long a flight is from phoenix to yeah barcelona they have the opportunity to have an academy in the u.s and yeah. then partner with the mexican league club and have an academy right across the border in mexico yeah i mean you're right you're literally i mean tijuana is right there um also when you know it's also right there i just looking at the google map tecate mexico is that where the beer's from <laughs> it must be that's going to be their main sponsor. You want to get people to the game? That should be your sponsor on your shirt. Tecate? Yeah, Tecate and Tecate Tuesdays. Tecate Tuesdays. <laughs> you want to get people to the games? Taco Tecate. Tecate Tuesdays. No, nah, no tacos. Tecate. Just Tecate? No tacos? No, nah, I don't need tacos. Tecate. <laughs> All right. Like, you know how the union have they didn't have hot dog night this year. <laughs> oh, Louis Louise was upset. Well, dollar dog night. He needs to he needs to write a letter. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> where Hell, is Jim. my where is my dollar hot dog night? Disgruntled fan, X fan, disgruntled <laughs> X fan. Uh yeah. That is yeah, Tuesdays, two dollar Takate. Tuesdays, two dollar Tecate Tuesdays. <clears throat> it might be honestly. I mean, you're also in California. Your two dollar Tecate Tuesdays must be might be twenty dollar Tecate Tuesdays <laughs> when the, when the beer is normally thirty. <laughs> yeah, tell John Penn to call me. Tom Penn, not John. Tom Penn. My bad. I got my boss's name wrong. Um. All right. Uh. Let's move on. Hold on. Interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Because this popped up on that article on the left side. Bruce Serena yeah. puts his name forward for the DC United job. <laughs> it wasn't aren't we done with Bruce Serena? That one we've been I thought done. he was canceled. I thought he was I thought he was done. I thought yeah, didn't he say he was done? No, I'm pretty sure the world said he was done. Yeah, put his <laughs> name forward for the DC United job. I mean He's 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 under investigation. Dude. And that's one of the reason why he had to leave the both manager and sporting director job in New England. 
and yet we're we're trying to get back into it. Well, DC United's not it's not in the state, so maybe he thought that if he's oh right, he's he's just a, a sovereign country. <laughs> he's in a he's in a district. <laughs> oh, that's right. There you go. The rules are different there. The rules are different. I mean, he did say. I've made a lot of mistakes and moving forward, I plan on some to, to spend some time reflecting on the situation and taking corrective steps to address what was transpired. I mean, there's a lot of people that make mistakes that are still canceled. As should he be like, we shouldn't be. Dude, you're 70 years old. Give it up. Yeah. Come on, Bruce. Your heyday is there's no way he needs the money. He might need it after these lawsuits. Uh, that's true. Maybe. All yeah, right. Take um, it forward. Talking about talking about people that that were potentially canceled or put on put on leave. Uh, Papu Gomez, man, you know Papu, Papu Gomez? Gomez. No, but I'm gonna pick Google real quick. Papu, Papu Gomez, man. Um, oh, oh man, he's from that country. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean Papu Gomez was was famous. Remember when that floss dance came out? Yeah, yeah. Papu Gomez was doing that like a year before already. Celebrating goals, doing the Papu dance, and then somehow Lady Lady Gaga right picked it up or whatever. Some kid in a Lady Gaga song or something, yeah, picked it up. Are you trying to say the flaw started in Argentina? No, no, no. It started in Italy by an Argentinian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was uh, he was playing he was playing for Sevilla and uh, and. Um, apparently he tested positive for a doping, uh, for doping, uh, for an, uh, a substance that he was not allowed to take, which was, uh, terbutaline, um, the drug taken to calm bronchospasm crisis. Um, so he said that he was having a rough night and he took one of his kids cough medicine. Um, well, you should have just had some tequila and called it a night. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so, that's going to ruin his chances to get into the Europa League Hall of Fame. Well, 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 he was, well, he left Sevilla at the end, at the, uh, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the season. And he's, he was now in Monza. Um, but he's been played on, he's been put on leap. Um, he is he's now going out to say that he's basically um we're also talking about a team a player that was in the world cup started i think the first world cup game uh the two lost. of the games played two of the games yeah played on the yeah he, played, he was on the loss and then he was in the against the in the mexico game um yeah so he said that He's gonna try to get his two-year ban like taken down. And if he can't, uh, he might just retire. Yeah, I mean he's 35. Yeah, he might be done. Or he can just, you know, change his name. <laughs> to Poppy <laughs> instead of Papu. Oh, bless you. Did uh, you read about the uh Montreal player that played in that adult league? I did read about that, yeah. Just changing it. He wasn't getting minutes with Montreal, so he signed up for an adult league. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That's a that's a public service announcement by by us. Please don't do that. That would be that would be bad. Come on, Papa. You gotta think. All right. Okay. Let's talk about Guam. We have a special connection to Guam because of our dear friend uh Kyle Graves. Uh yeah, huh? Danny. Oh, that's right, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Soccer Dan, Soccer Dan also lived in lived in Guam. Um, so we always have a special connection to Guam. We feel like you know it's our uh, even though none of us have, neither of us have been there. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a it's like an adopted country by by the podcast. Well, it's that adopted kid you'll never see. That's a it's a long flight. I mean, Argentina is obviously the 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 home of uh, or the second home of the soccer podcast, but the third home could be Guam. I think if I ever went over there to Guam, I'd have to get my grandma. I'd have to hop on one of those uh, those flights you could fly from like Air Force bases. Okay, 
to get over there. That might be easier. No, those are actually pretty hard. Like, like they're just not no, you have to you have to hop like you have to strategically hop to air to air force bases to get to where you need to go. Oh, I thought you meant you had to like hop out of the plane like in a parachute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about grandma was hopping out of the plane in a parachute. All right, grandma, we gotta drop down in Guam. <laughs> <laughs> no, like so, like like. Obviously, like being close to like Andrews Air Force Base in like Washington, there's a lot of flights that start there. Yeah, hop it over, load up, and go overseas. I got you. Germany. Yeah, so, like, yeah. would be a hard one. You have to get to Germany and like strategically find yourself to Guam. I got you. Um, all right. So why why are we talking about Guam? Because Guam is the first official team to be eliminated from the 2026 World Cup qualification so three and a half years before the world cup we have the first team that has zero chance of um of making the world cup it's kyle's fault for not representing his uh, country and unfortunately guam is that team uh guam lost uh on tuesday to singapore um on a 3-1 aggregate um, so Singapore moves on, and unfortunately, Guam left. Uh, it has been is done. So, twenty-two hour flight, Philly to Guam. Straight flight? No, two hour <laughs> layover in Chicago. Hour layover in Honolulu. Oh boy! All right. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's moving around the. That's literally going around the world. Um. So yeah. So Guam. Unfortunate for Guam. Um, yeah. Um, Three-hour flight from Honolulu. Okay, well, that's not like, bad. It's a seven-hour and 50-minute flight because of the uh, time zone changed. Or, okay. Uh, the international dateline. Okay, gotcha. Um, all right, so I want to talk about this ESPN list that... Uh, that that was that just that was put out this week um so espn ranked the players from age 16 to age 30 36 i think it's about Gianluigi buffon just retired 36 36 so from 16 to 36 we have the best players according to espn per per year so like per age Okay. Are you sure screen? I don't have ESPN Plus. Huh? I don't have ESPN Plus. Oh, so it's ESPN Plus. So ESPN Plus put this out. So it was the premium. Yeah, you, got, premium. you got money. Premium list. Premium list. Well, I'll read this list to you and you tell me. All right. Yeah. At 16 years old. At 16 years old. Oh, we already know who got 16. Yamal. Uh, you, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Let me, the only 16 year old. Let me Yamal uh, from Barcelona uh, on that list. At 17. Warren Zayer Emery from PSG. Oh, I just bought him on FIFA, I think. Or ESPN yeah. FC. He has yeah. a center mid. Is he a center mid? He's a center mid, yeah. Yeah, I bought him. Yeah, he's, he's good. Ederson. Good Ederson. Um, so yeah, he's he's good. He's already gotten some minutes. Um, but it's 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 he's really good. Evan Ferguson, the forward from Brighton, the 18-year-old who's already playing for um for Ireland. Yeah, he just subbed in for Danny Welbeck after like 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, he did. Playing right now. Um, what's the score of that game? Is it still one? Two nothing. Yeah. Uh 19 year old. Yeah, their coach. Hold on. Their coach just looked like me right there, running down the sideline, telling the guy where to pass it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, all right. 19 at 19. 19 years old. Ben Hameen. Nope. I mean, no, it's not Ben. I mean, but still, still in Barcelona though. Uh, Pedri, Gavi, Gavi, Gavi is Pedri twenty. Uh, Pedri's not on this list, man. Wait, so Gavi's better than Pedri? Yeah, man. Since when? Since this year. Okay. 
Um, at 20 years old, probably the next, the next star for the world. I mean, he's already. Wait, that's not even Ederson. That's Scott Carson. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Scott Carson's in in goal. Yo, what a save by Scott. There's my player of the match. I didn't tell you. I forgot to tell you that. I saw that. I saw that when I was looking at the start of the game that. uh, No, it's Ortega. It's not Carson. It's Stefan Ortega. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't Ederson. No, it's Stefan Ortega. And Ansu Fati subbed for Brighton. Um, Zach Stefan, by the way, is due to return back to training soon. Wait, I thought he was a free agent. No, he's back at City. Guy's got to make up his mind. All right. Uh, at 20 years old, Pedri is 20 years old, but Pedri's not the player. <laughs> because at 20 years old, you got the one, the kid that's that's lighting up the world right now. Who's no, Erling's not 20. Lighting up the world. Yep. He's got a name. He's got a song named after him. Waka Waka. <laughs> Jude Bellingham. Oh. Jude Bellingham. Who is I mean, he's I mean, he's he's doing he's I mean, he's the number 10 at Real Madrid at 20 years old. And scoring goals. So uh goals there. They got rid of Big Ben's. 21. 21 years old. Uh you had potentially uh some uh some other contenders but uh this player is currently playing you're currently watching him on TV early not early (laughs) I feel like last week it was always you kept saying early not early uh Graviol Guardiol Guardiol he's only 21 he's only 21 he he looks he looks like he's older than 21 big old dude for 21 that's a man. He was he was he was uh he was playing in a Champions League team at 19. So um that's uh he was playing for Leipzig at 19 years old. No problem. Yeah, that mask on, he was a real dealer. He's a big dude. Now, granted, Messi took him out to lunch uh in the World Cup against you know against Argentina when they played Croatia, but still. What uh what? What did he feed him? <laughs> fit him his left boot right <laughs> uh, left boot tw- tw- 22 years 22 years old oh Julian 22 years old what do you think 22 years old playing later today who plays later today big game big game today who Jack McGlynn <laughs> no I'm just kidding no not Jack McGlynn wow yeah, that Argentinian and Tupati just scored. And it's all because of the Argent- Argentinian is the reason why he scored. Oh, man. Julian Alvarez, wide open net. At least shoot it over. Make the ball go out of play. Dude, I don't even think the ball hit the six. No, it didn't even hit the six. Don Tupati just scored? And then, yeah, Brighton goes on the counter. On yeah. back. All right, 22 years old. We got to get through this list, man. We got like 14 more years to go. All right, let's go. 22. 22. Bukayo Saka. Oh, okay. He's a real deal. Arsenal. Arsenal. At 23. Go ahead, Dwayne. Who is it? Erling. Erling. That's right. Man, these guys keep getting older and older. At 24. Phil. No, not Phil. How old is Phil Foden? I don't know. 25, maybe. But he's not on this list. Dude, there's no way Phil Foden's 25. He's 23. No, he's 23. Well, well, he's next to Erling. Like, no way, no way he's making it. Uh, all right, 24. John Stones. The only star in one in a in a late in a league. He's the only star of the league. The only reason why you watch this league is because of him. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on. Who's the only one left on his team at this point? What league? The only the, the league that no longer matters. Oh, Kylian Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe. Twenty four years old. The fact that he's only twenty four is crazy. So I got more 20, ten more years of of Kylian. Uh, at twenty five, 
Here's your right back academy. He's your right back academy. But he scores goals, though. Come on. Who's one of the best right backs in the world? Mm -hmm. And he's only 25 years old. What team? Liverpool. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold? Trent Alexander-Arnold. Is he one of the best right backs in the world? I mean, who else is better? Kyle Walker. Walker. Kyle, I mean, yeah, but Kyle Walker is also like 35, not 25. All right, he's the best 25-year-old right back in the world. Um, number 26, Kim Ming Jae, center back from Bayern. Is that the South Korean guy? Yes. Transferred from like uh Napoli. Yes. Gotcha. At 27 years old. He's also playing right now in the middle of the field. Not Phil. Bernardo Silva? <laughs> He's not 27. In the middle of the field? Yeah. Is he playing today? He should be. Rodri? Rodri, that's right. Oh, he's back from suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rod- Rodri, the Champions League goal winner. At 28, somebody we haven't really talked about. Like, I feel hey, like... The world's- no, man. Man. I feel like at like 28, some the, the 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 world has somewhat left this guy behind a little bit. Yeah, they left me behind a lot of it, man. <laughs> Joshua, it. Joshua Kimmich. Bro, he was 28. He's 28. He's been around for a long time. Let me go start stretching. <laughs> at 29, one of the best PK takers in the world. The team gets a lot of PKs. Nah, he just makes a lot of PKs. No solid. No. I got also like 50. Bruno Fernandez. Um, at number 30. At 30 years old. We talked, we named the episode after him last week. John Blank. Harry with the cane. Oh, Harry with the cane. He's only 30. Harry Kane's only 30. At 31, you just named him. You said he was really old, but he's not. He's only 31. Kyle Walker? No. <laughs> My goodness. Mo Salah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you are struggling. At 32, not a playing on the game because he's hurt today. Jackson? Nope. No goalkeepers on this list. Kevin. Kevin. That's right. Kevin De Bruyne. At 33, here's your... Uh, Here's your other outside back, but a little bit older. 33. 33. Kyle Walker? Nope. Another right back, though. Yeah, this dude's got a Cincinnati Bengals game sitting front row at the at the Brighton City. <laughs> Kyrian Trippier. Oh, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. Yo, he's an old head, though. Dang. All right, 34. Here's one that I don't think anybody would ever guess at 34 years old. Danny Parejo. Who is that? From Villarreal. Yeah, I don't watch no Villarreal. The other, the other two 34-year-olds, Matt Hummels and Thomas Müller. But to that German team in two, three years. But, but Danny Parejo is, 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 uh, has gotten more minutes than anybody else. At 35, Big Bobby. Yeah, his name is not Bobby. <laughs> Hey, big Bobby, man. Could you imagine him having a regular job and just being like, hey, Bob. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> hey, Bob, you want to play on our adult league soccer team, our company and soccer team? There you go. I feel right. like if anybody, if anybody was going to do that, it would have been him, though, right? Like, he retires, picks up a job like as an insurance sales guy and, like, plays on the Sunday league team. Um. So, Big Bobby, Robert Lewandowski. Scoring a bicycle kick, first goal bicycle kick. And it's like, yeah, what? <laughs> I'm Big Bobby. Uh, and at 36, the only 36-year-old that matters. 36-year-old that matters. Cristiano Ronaldo? No, he's not 36. He's older. He's the only. He's the only one, man. He's the only one that has that has, literally has an animal named after him at this point. It's not the other way around. He's the elephant in the room. 
No, he's a goat in the room. Oh. Uh, they used to have a his uh, jersey used to have goat on the side of it. Yeah, that's right. Neymar. Lionel Andres <laughs> Messi. Ne- not Neymar. Um, yeah, Lionel Andres Messi, man. 36 years old. Which was which is crazy. Because he also scored two fantastic goals against Peru. Sorry, Luis. Peru? Yeah, man. He's actually traveling for the season finale tonight. He is. He's playing. He's playing in it. He's not <laughs> in China, though, but he is playing in it. Who are they playing? Charlotte? Oh, yeah, because they got to play back-to-back. Back-to-back. Um, all right. Player of the match. All right. Player of the match. Uh, my player, my player of the match is going to go to Argentina because right now Argentina is sitting at uh 12 points at 12 points in the World Cup qualifier. Um, because other teams have dropped points, they're five points ahead, have not given up a single goal in the last four games, have only lost one game out of the last 51 games. Um, and are are just incredible to watch. Um, yeah, must be nice to have to. Sucks to suck to have to qualify for a World Cup. How about you host one? We are hosting part of one. <laughs> yeah, how about you host one? We're we're hosting part of one. Part 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 of one. We're part we're of it. the majority of one. That's fine. Um, but Argentina has the potential to qualify for the World Cup in the January or February um FIFA window, like FIFA qualifier window. Y'all trying to set up a scrimmage? After that, I mean, after that, who cares? Y'all trying to y'all trying to scrimmage? I mean, you, <laughs> you want the smoke? Yeah, US Argentina. We'll have a little play there. US Argentina and Guam. We know Guam's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah they got they got a free I, I guarantee you the u.s picks up guam guam for the for for they're, they're definitely going to all right who's yeah. your player of the match mine's going out to ortega dude what yeah but come watch that futsal save he made you think Great. he's gonna try to you think he's trying to you think he's trying to come off to after taste ter Sagan's job he's going to barcelona no he's german Oh, you're talking about for Germany? Yeah, for Germany. Well, why are you saying like it was outrageous? I was like, what is he trying to get transferred to Barcelona? No. No, nah, it was German. Germans don't really substitute their goalkeepers. I mean, no, they don't. <laughs> Ask I, don't know, I don't even know if it's really Ter Stegen's job. <laughs> no. Ask Mark Andre, man. Might it up be Manuel's. <laughs> um all right. On this day in soccer history. October 21st, 2001. Uh, Dwayne, if there was one soccer player outside of Messi that you know I love based on what you know about my life, who would it be? Diego? Outside of Diego. Pele? No. Like, what's in what's something in my life on a daily basis that tells you? Carlos Tevez? Carlos Tevez, that's right. 17-year-old Carlos Tevez made his debut for Boca Juniors for the first time in the first team. Um, yeah, in 2001. Where's he at now? He's coaching at Independiente. Gotcha. Um, and he's turned that team completely around. And the other day, he fainted in his house, hit his, hit his head on the counter, and like had 10 stitches put on. And that same day, went and coached a team to win. Man, he got that dog in him. He had these black eye on him. Like, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, you got, um, you got a dog in you. All right. The Dan Simmons Fair Play of the Week. Who does your spot to? Uh, mine goes out to the St. Mary's coach. Um, it was a battle of one versus three last weekend. I was the three. Okay. I beat him straight up. And he did not send me the video footage. After I asked him before the game if he could share it with me. Hmm. So I sent him a message on God's sport. Said, yo, here's my email address. He ghosted you? Ghosted me. 
Uh-huh. Like, what you're so salty for? Like, we beat you straight up. Like, my bad that I switched to a 4-4-2 and I out-coached you. I don't care what. I don't care what coaching certifications you got or how good <laughs> you think you are. You got out-foxed by the fox. Out-dogged. You got out-dogged by a dog. All right. Mine goes out to San Marino. Oh, that's a little country. It's a little country of only 33,000 people. But San Marino had a an incredible tweet. The San Marino Football Association had an incredible tweet the other day that said, uh, in this FIFA, in this last FIFA-like window of two games, San Marino has scored the same amount of goals as Brazil, which was one. Uh, so now we're at the same level as them. Uh, so San Marino sits at <clears throat> 207 out of 207 in the FIFA men's rankings. Um, it unfortunately has only scored one goal in the last like two years. Uh, has only scored a matter uh, eleven goals. Um, eleven goals in like yeah, since nineteen ninety has only scored. Um, oh, sorry, twenty eight goals since nineteen ninety only. Good. Y'all need a goal scorer. Call me. Um. Yeah, so their last game that they won was in 2000 and um, 2004. So in April, it'll be the 20th anniversary of the last last and only victory um, when they won against Liechtenstein. Um, but I will say, looking at some of the stats and some of the, the scores, San Marino played uh, Denmark the other day on Tuesday, only lost two to one. Here's the fun stat, though. Possession. Denmark had 82%, 82% possession, and San Marino had 18% possession. But somehow still managed to score at least a goal. Um, so, it's unfortunately... Like Barcelona lost to Celtic. What? You remember when Barcelona lost to Celtic? Yeah. yeah. Had like, Celtic had, like, 14 possession and, like, two shots. Yeah. But San Marino, if you look at all their scores, San Marino is not um is not a team that, you know, they, they don't lose by a ton all the time. Sometimes they do, but not all the time. Uh in September they had lost to Denmark for nothing, and now it's two to one. Um, so they're they're always somewhat in the games. Uh, but yeah, so it's a country that's uh that's also still has part-time players that their their national team players are still are still working. Um you know, it's it's still um they're they they all work. Uh, you know, they they the the recent squad had a mechanic, a delivery driver, and a worker in a jewelry factory. Yeah, uh, the coach, the coach Fabrizio Constantini works in a furniture warehouse. Oh, he was in a warehouse, he's not even like a manager. No. Um, in one of the games, they only had two hundred people at their game. Which for San Marino, that's, you know, almost, you know, it's 1% of the population. Yeah, it's wild. So, so my, my, my fair play of the week goes out to San Marino because I feel like that tweet makes it that A, they gain some popularity, which is always good. Uh, but B also highlights the fact that, you know what, we're 207th and we're embracing it because last year we were 2008. Uh, and now we're 2007th because, uh, Eritrea, uh, was removed from the FIFA rankings because they hadn't played a game in four years. <laughs> so FIFA sent them a letter and said, "Yeah, Yo, you need to play to stay in FIFA." Yeah, and then so San Marino moved up because of that. Good, good. Hey, take your wins as you can get them, or or not. But you know, still, it still could be worse. It could be in the three hundreds. There's only two hundred and seven teams. Could be worse. It could be in the three hundreds. You or it could be worse. You could be one of the other thirty-three thousand people that don't play for the San Marino national team. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I look at it. You are you are on the team. I mean, they got tryouts. Uh, maybe. Are you from San Marino? It can be. You got, got any? Yeah. The hard part is with San Marino. Is have you ever seen where San Marino is? Nah. Is it an island? It's actually not. So San Marino is a lack long lack or landlocked country. 
It's landlocked inside of Italy. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting, it's a very interesting country because it's landlocked inside. It's literally inside of Italy. Um, it's off the east coast of Italy, uh, close to Florence and Bologna. Um, yeah. I can uh I could find a way to get some citizenship. I know some people from Florence. Yeah. So um so yeah, being really interesting. I mean, I feel like we need to make a push to find some San Marino heritage in us and not play, obviously, but maybe well, I mean you can, you're still young. Um, but at least uh try to get ourselves in the coaching staff somehow. Yeah, somebody said that to me the other day. Like you look like you're still playing. Like, dude, I'll ball talk. Oh, I'll lose. <laughs> Wait, the upside is that at this age now, at 28, you know your limitations. Uh, dude, I went out and played on Monday. Or no, was it Wednesday? But Wednesday, it was Monday or Wednesday. I went out and played a six goal game. Yeah, and I was trying to prove a point to my center mid. I was like, yeah, you don't have to keep reaching for the ball. I was like, yo, watch this. Put your hips in front of me, and I flipped one of my kids. I was like, see, that's all you got to do. Yeah, there you go. And then he tried it. Unfortunately, now he's in a boot for four weeks. Oh my god! No way. Well, he like re-injured an ankle that was already injured. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, I wish uh, I didn't that bad. And I would have said, "All right, let's take it easy." Well, I'm glad you still. I'm glad you still. You still. You still fancy yourself a player. Like ball, just got stretched. I suck. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.